This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Weeboon. Now, for many singletons nowadays, there's something far more pressing on their minds than just putting a ring on it, and this is financial security. People with a partner or a spouse generally have someone helping out with expenses as well as a built-in caregiver to lean on. But for those who are getting older, who are um, independent by themselves, single, don't plan on having a child or are childless, that lack of a default support system poses as an additional challenge as they age. So what do you do when you're planning for your retirement but you don't have anyone to lean on but yourself? Joining me to discuss this is licensed financial planner Joyce Chua, who's the CEO for Success Concepts. Good morning and welcome to the show, Joyce. Good morning, Sim. I'm glad to be back. All right. So let's start off with uh, my, my first question. What do you think are the biggest challenges for um, singletons, people who uh, don't have a partner, don't have family, uh, immediate family? What's the biggest challenge for them? Yeah, um, but before that, the singletons can be not married right um by can, choice by choice yes. or divorce widowed mm. or even you know kids living overseas yeah. and as i said this is not how old you are but how you are when you're old so the biggest challenge just to answer your question is that uh, there, there to me there are five major areas one is physical then medical mental social and Definitely financials, which answer most of the other four areas, <laughs> right? So, um, so it, it, for example, if a person does not have immediate family members or they don't want to bother their own children or family members in caregiving, uh, first up is uh, physical and uh, medical, you know, food and shelter. So they, they need to know and decide where they want to live and who is going to take care of their medication. Uh, so I think those two things can be done either in a retirement home or at, in your own home. So if it's your retirement home, if it's a retirement home, then then there is in-house caregiving, food and medical attention to some extent. Uh, but if it's your own home, then who will check on you? You know, when you live alone and we finally on your own uh, in in your in your golden age, so they are they are paid hourly caregiving or medical escort services even for that matter in Malaysia, right? And they are usually professional trained professionally trained nurses to help you out with daily living, maybe walking and you know showering, medication, a spectrum of care needs lah. Um, so so or or you can actually procure domestic helpers. So that's physical and mental. Uh, that's physical and medical food and shelter. Then I think the second two other areas are mental and social, and that's very important because mental health becomes uh, a very yeah, yeah, it's very paramount. It's, it's key to your health. In fact, sometimes that becomes a, a determinant to how you are medically and physically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, uh, as they said, count your age by not your years, but by your friends. Mm. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let's have. Uh, uh, what What are the areas that we can enhance our, or or keep our mental capacities and and uh, and keep our social network? I think one of the thing is, uh, I hear of co housing 
retirement homes in uh, or, or communities in Malaysia. I believe there are some of these here in Malaysia which, which provide uh, shared facilities. Retirement villages. Retirement villages, shared facilities. They may not be providing medical and, and food and shelter because you own your own units, your own apartments. and But you share certain things uh, like, you know, uh, social events and, you know, some shared facilities. Yeah, basically it's like a community of development where you can buy these houses that you retire to but the the demographics that's made up of it is you know other similarly retired individuals so that you know the community feels familiar and you know like you said there'll be advanced communities so that way it makes you allows you to make more friends to keep up your mental capacity absolutely and you you enhance your social network as you age Right, and uh, I think those are very good ideas. I think, of course, in terms of social and mental uh, health, uh, other options like having a strong network of friends. I, I, for me, there is a school alumni that I joined from Penang. You know, it's um, it's it's interesting because it, it, the members range from all ages. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah, and in fact, I'm one of the youngest there. No way. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and the oldest being my mom, actually, 95 years old. Oh, that's so that's amazing. Yes, yeah. my sister is also in it. So, uh, and and we help and and look out for each other. We have social activities, and except during the MCO, and, and we we do a lot of activities together. And of course, the other areas are perhaps religious organizations, church, uh, or even singing groups, uh, cooking, cooking kakis or majong kakis, traveling kakis, <laughs> yes. yeah, hiking kakis. Those sort of network that you can start to establish when you're younger, because friendships do take time. It's not just overnight. Yep. 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 Okay, so with all these big challenges that you've laid out, right, how should someone plan for them? Yes, sometimes these things are out of a decision whether where you end up in life, right? But, it, you know, whether you will end up by yourself or you plan to do it by yourself. But what's essential is to have a plan. What's essential is to, to, to realise all the several outcomes that may occur and to put on an action plan for it, right? So let's say you um, the, your, the, your life the trajectory is towards um, you being by yourself, you know, whether by choice or not by your choice. But you, know, you have to create these backups or these um, uh, cushion for you to land on. How do you work towards that? So first up is that you need to work on it as soon as you've done your basic financial plan, right? Your basic financial plan would cover your, uh, your, your, your major life goals when you're younger. And then, of course, your retirement plan is very important. And that's at and in your retirement plan, there is an extension about what we are talking about today. That is, what do you do when you're single? So how do you, how do you plan for it, as you ask? There are three questions that we need to uh, address. First, ask yourself, how do you envision yourself say at age 70. Now, everyone will have a different age. Yeah. yeah, It depends on your physical capacity and mental capacity, of course. Uh, when do you think you need the, the help from another party to uh, not necessarily shower, but to give you that support, you know, uh, physically or, or doing some things for you. So at what age do you want to do that? And how do you envision yourself? Where, um, where are you going to be? Are you going to be, as I said, in your own home or you, you plan to be in a retirement home or in a co-sharing community? The second one is then ask yourself, what will you be doing? We're too busy doing our, our work 
uh, in our younger days that we, we really don't think about what do we want to do when we finally reach that section of our lives. Yeah. And, and we live longer lives nowadays, right? And we need to make that fulfilling. So what are the things that you will do to make it fulfilling? Um, what are the considerations that someone should have while asking these questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I can tell myself that like, you know, I want to live in my own home or I want to live in a retirement home. What are the processes that fall into this uh, further along the way? Okay, so once you've answered the first two questions, right? Then how do you plan your finances for it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's just what we do in retirement planning as well or any goal-driven planning. That is to see and, and, and um, address how much will it cost you. So, for example, if you're going to go into a community, retirement community, check out how much it will cost you to buy a unit and whether your finances at that point in time or even now, can you buy a unit <laughs> there first or uh, uh, are there are there services that you need, for example, a retirement home or even a, a caregiver? It's not very cost-effective these days, uh, caregivers, because oh, it, it can be like three, 4000 a month. So you need to add that in and, and, and uh, present uh, and future value it at a point that you are going to be using those services and know what is the number for that particular purpose which is aging gracefully uh, as a singleton and then knowing which part of your finances you're going to apportion for that. If there's a gap, you have 10-15 years to plan for it. Which is the more affordable option? Should you live in your home, get a caregiver or go to a retirement home where you know everything is paid for? Right. Uh, for uh, If you live in your own home and you have a domestic helper, which may not be professionally trained to take care of you yeah, medically, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I mean, of course, a domestic helper is 2000 or more a month. And then you have your agency levy, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it can come up to maybe three plus on the average. But a domestic helper isn't a caregiver, right? No. You can't expect them to you know, say you need to wash or, you know, you, you have a medical condition emergency, right? A domestic helper isn't really expected to attend to that immediately. They, they're not, they, you know, I mean, there are probably good ones out there, but you can't expect them to be the ones helping you find solutions for whatever problems that you might have, right? That's right. So they're not an optimal solution uh, for singletons in their older age. Uh, so I would, I would prefer to be in a retirement home mm. uh, because a retirement home, a good retirement home, uh, and that is, I mean, in Malaysia, we have about 2000 It costs about 2000 and up. So it can range to maybe 10000 a month. It can yeah. be, right? There are different, uh, there are the affordable ones and there are mm. like the high-end ones, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. So when we retire and, and, and live as a singleton, we want to have a comfortable life. So it depends on what you want. And for me, of course, I want a nicer retirement home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that provides me everything else. We, we, that provides me the five, the four uh, uh, material things, that, uh, material needs that I mentioned just now, physical, medical, mental and social. So if a good retirement home will then have good social activities, we'll have also good neighbours or good residents, uh, better food perhaps, and better trained nurses. So, so that is perhaps the most expensive. Now, of course, if you stay in your home, you can also get hourly or weekly or monthly help. Hourly, I think it's about 30 ringgit, 30 ringgit per hour. You can get um, medical escorts mm. that escort you to the hospital and back just for the day or for the half a day. So yes, I think planning for a retirement home, whether it's 2000 or 10000 
uh, that would be an optimal choice. And he has to, if it's 10,000, he has to be planned much, much earlier. All right, okay, we're going to take a short break for some messages uh, and then we'll dive back into this discussion that we're having today. Don't go anywhere, stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon. And today's topic is what happens when you are old, but you are by yourself? Either by choice or not by choice. You can be widowed, divorced, or um, you know, by choice you want to be a, by yourself. But how do you plan financially? How do you prepare for it? Especially when you're heading into the golden years. So joining me to discuss this and share some thoughts is Joyce Chua, CEO for Success Concepts. Now earlier in the show, before the break, we were discussing the biggest challenges for singletons out there. You know, what do they have to think about and what are the questions they have to ask themselves before they plan for such a retirement, right? Joyce, I want to ask, right? So what about estate planning? You know, like right now you're planning for yourself, you know, in terms of the caregiving, right? A retirement home, your daily needs, right? But, you know, you would have also worked hard and built up an estate, you know, built up valuables and assets, right? What do you do with them? Well, of course, the first thing is to make sure you have a will. <laughs> oh, yeah, A will distributes your estate upon death. Uh, but that is not the only important document. You can also have um, what they call a living will. A living will is a description about how you want someone to take care of your end-of-life decisions when you're not able to or you're mentally impaired to do so, right? And, um, and a living will is, is, is done during a, a, a person's lifetime not, and it's, it's, uh, or rather it's carried out, the instructions are carried out. It's a directive by the person uh, to someone okay, that they trust uh, to see whether specifically they want life-sustaining machines or artificial nutrition to keep their life going when they cannot decide to do so. Unfortunately, I think the living will situation in Malaysia is a bit unclear because I, I, uh, I made to understand that they are not formally recognised in Malaysia. So we have to check on that. Yeah, you have to check with your lawyer if you are looking into that. But there exactly. are such options in the world. These the, are part of the global conversations to have right, when people are thinking about this situation, in which Singapore. is living wills. Yeah, yeah, in Singapore. They, ha- yeah. they have that. Yeah. yeah, I think the second thing to do is to have a lasting power of attorney. A lasting power of attorney, again, in Malaysia doesn't seem to really work because, uh, uh, okay, first up is what is a lasting power of attorney? It is a document that allows the donor, which is the person who makes it, uh, to appoint another person, which is donee, to make decisions on behalf of that person uh, with respect to his affairs, his financial affairs, his personal affairs, and his even his properties and assets, right? But unfortunately, in Malaysia, uh, LPA or lasting power of attorney ends when a person is adjudged to be of unsound mind. Mm. So then it does not serve a purpose. Yeah, right? especially when you're dealing with old age and we talk about conditions like dementia, Alzheimer's, this this would be part of that re- reason and situation and exactly. problem that will appear. So, I mean, I guess if anyone's out there listening to us who's a lawyer that specialises in this, please write in and let us know. Yeah. We'd love to get more information and maybe I can even talk to you for an episode on this. But, exactly. So, yeah, so these are the few things you can do in your estates. All right. Um, uh, I mean, is there anything else? Yes, I yeah. think the third thing that is workable is to have a declaration of trust. Mm. And you can do that with your will writers and um, trustee companies, uh, more of your trustee companies, where you can do a declaration of trust on uh, your instructions. And these instructions can uh, include 
uh, any of your concerns, include, including medical and physical and living. What's an example of something like that? For example, if you if you have a declaration of trust, you, you can apportion your money or your assets into the trust that, that is to vest into the trust and then appoint a trustee. Uh, and the trustee can be your relatives, your someone you trust, or even an organization, whereby you can make instructions uh, or give the power to the trustee to perhaps pay for your medical bills, to pay for your maintenance, to pay for uh, uh, even the retirement home that you will be in. So those on any living expenses, and it goes beyond um, uh, uh, even when somebody is mentally incapacitated. So that works in Malaysia. A declaration of trust, and it is for maintenance, living maintenance until the person dies. And there is going to be also an instruction as to what will happen to the remainder of the trust. Uh, should there be any balance, you know, after all this payment for maintenance. So it's basically to take care of someone via a trust document or a declaration, and it it goes throughout the person's lifetime. You know, as you get older, uh, not everyone reaches in. Uh, not everyone is at a capacity where they can do that anymore, right? You know, yes. that's that's why that's why I mean, um, I'll, I'll figure out how to make this sound nicer. But that's why, like you know, those that have children, mm. the children eventually takes over. Yes. They're not using their money, but the kid is the one handling their like finances, right? Yes. You know, but if you're by yourself, right? How do you do that? You that's know? why you need a trust, a uh, declaration of trust. Or you need to have someone you can depend on to to do that for you. Now, in my own personal life, I'm looking at uh, liquidating properties, uh, illiquid assets, so that these become liquid. So I don't believe in someone acquiring properties after properties, um, perhaps after even after 55. You know? Yeah, why do you need that many yeah, houses? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that uh, a lot of us like to have. But I think at around 60 or 65, you need to start liquidating those properties and put it in a, a fund and manage it until you can't mm. and until the trustee takes over or someone you trust takes over or have a living will, which is, well, a living will... Uh, will take care of your financial affairs and personal affairs, but it's not formally recognised. Nonetheless, it still, it still can it's be still recognized. something to think yeah. about. So yeah. living will can be perhaps more cost-effective than having a, a declaration of trust. Okay. okay, so lastly then, um, I want to go into this. Is What if your plans change? You know, um, as you're planning this, as you're ageing into this and living this, this plan that you've enacted, suddenly maybe you find someone or you decide to include someone in your life, right? How do you adjust? Should you even adjust? Nice. Because I know someone who, who got married at 70 and uh, looks like um, there's a lot of hope to get married at, at even that age, right? <laughs> Anything can Anything happen. Anything can yeah. happen, yeah. Love so, finds a way. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but I, I would say that if you find someone, uh, consolidate your plans with your partners. But very important, never sacrifice your own or never use it to bail out the other person's financial life because you have planned 10, 15, much earlier, 15 years much earlier and perhaps this person has not. And, and he may have gotten into your life maybe to just write on it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah, that's my fear. Know. Yeah, but there are stories out there that some things like this happen. Yeah, so that's that's my fear. So if your plans change, your life, your plans go on, consolidate it and adjust it with your partner's plans. But make sure don't bail him or her out. Uh, don't sacrifice your plans for uh, the other person, because you you live your own life. You know, you 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 you're responsible for your own. Okay. So lastly, then before we end, any other final thoughts and tips that you have? 
keep a positive outlook. I think that's very important. As we grow older, we 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 need to remember to be positive so that we become um, uh, favoured or in, in quote unquote favoured by friends because we can all these sometimes can be grumpy and yeah it's it's yeah. a stereotype stereotype yeah, yeah. And, and well maybe it's also because they're lonely or they have um, uh, some pain and aches so that that can be quite dis- depressing so keep a positive outlook have a good uh, set of friends mingle with your friends uh, your younger friends or your ju- your children's friends my my friends are my mother's friends i bring oh, her out nice, you nice. all know her right and um, and mental health is very important the other the other tip is work those leg muscles before they run out <laughs> before <laughs> yes. they wear out sorry yes. uh, and and so as i said in the end it's not the years in your life but it's the life in your years and that's all the time we have for today's episode of Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Joyce Chua, CEO of Success Concept. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We've got the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weebun from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.